0: All right. I know this is a family program, but I got to say, puck the preseason, okay? Puck it. It's brutal, okay? We're going to tell you on this episode of Locked On Canucks why the Canucks 10-0 preseason loss doesn't matter, okay? That's coming up next on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A, A, A. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer for Daily High Vancouver and one half of the team here on Locked On Canucks. Before we dive into today's episode, we got to thank you for tuning into to us on Locked On Canucks. It's your team every day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, Kyle and I, we were so excited. Canucks hockey coming back. And what happened to the first preseason game? <laughs> a 10 nothing loss to the Calgary Flames. But it doesn't matter, okay? We're going to tell you why. We're also going to get into a couple of Beggsies beauties, okay? Trying to find a little bit of light in the darkness. But first, let me introduce someone who uh, is not as dark as me. Kyle Bowen. How you doing, brother?
1: <laughs> Yo, I'm doing good, man. Thanks for asking Kyle Bowen, Trevor Bags locked on Canucks, your Canucks every day. Uh, apologize for being late today on the upload, uh, but as Todd Bertuzzi taught us, uh, taught us young too, it is what it is in so many cases in life. For real, for real, for real. Uh, Yeah, 10-0 loss. Again, it is what it is. Uh, We'll talk about that in a couple minutes, and we'll talk about our favorite comment from the last episode at the end of the show on Comet Corner. Uh, That being said, Trevor, I got to I got to touch on one comment because there was a, a listener, right? Uh, one of our favorite listeners, right? Uh, one of our biggest supporters, right? This guy's on other people's Canucks videos telling people to migrate over to us. He's doing, uh, some may say wow. God's work, but he, he's doing he's doing the grimy work for us. He, he's the third line grinder. You know what I'm saying? He's doing that work. And harp, or Harpoon, Harpoon Wave, uh, he, he he didn't like the fact that that video that we uploaded on Friday with the boys, right? With the boys. Uh, wasn't much of a debate. Okay. Ottawa versus Vancouver. i uh, go check that episode out. Who's going to win a Stanley cup first. Again, he was not happy at all thinking that uh, we hyped it up too much. And uh, instead of a debate, we gave them a pillow fight. So Trevor, you know what it is. It's 2023. <laughs> it's 2023. And oh, no. uh, you know, we this, set the this, stage
0: for the Canucks 10, nothing loss. Uh,
1: this, this dynamic that you and I have, right. Is it, is it good? For sports broadcasting, sports and entertainment, this this friendly relationship that we have, we barely go at it. So I think we got to do it every episode. We got to start the episode off with a little bit of hate, right? That's what the people like. If it bleeds, it leads. If that's the case, we got to lead with blood? I was going to say with the lead with bleed. You get what I'm saying? So let's uh, debut a segment right here called uh, Begsy vs. Balance. It's time for a fight. It's time for a fight. It's time for a fight. Okay, Trevor, uh, let me just say something, okay? Your mama, yes, your mama is so fat. When she goes camping, we'll work on the hate, man. All right? It's sports and entertainment, and uh, there's so much love here. Uh, we're definitely going to, we're not going to be able to grow with, uh, without the hate, right? <laughs> in, in other words, uh, no, no, no. In other words, Harpoon, it is what it is, okay? It's Kyle Bound, it's Trevor Bags. It's not it's not the usual. Uh, you're going to get this. And again, it is it is what it is hopefully we don't get a lot of uh 10 nothing losses throughout the season it-, it won't happen let's be honest how let's about
0: not it. how about no other 10 nothing losses throughout <laughs> the season i was gonna say you no know, jokes not my forte but watching hockey analyzing the game is my forte was there a lot to analyze last night i gotta say that was a, a again we know what it. it was an ahl lineup versus a calgary flames team who had their starting goaltender one of their top defensemen a top six that was nhl caliber Going against Sheldon Drys and Vasili Pod and, and Linus Carlson. It, like again, no team should be losing 10-0, but I just gotta say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, okay? It's one game with uh two teams that were disparately different. Okay, it was uh it was a messy performance for sure, but there's not a lot I'm taking away as a whole from this Canucks preseason loss. Individually, there's definitely some things I was taking away. Uh, and we'll touch on that. I, I do want to touch on the beauties later on, but there's definitely some guys who did not play well last night. That's what matters more. The individual performances rather than the 10, nothing game. And, you know, it, it, like I said, it started on a bad note with that first goal kind of creaming in off a couple of guys off front. Silov's couldn't read it properly. You know, jet Wu had honestly every defenseman except Paquito heros and Colt McCord had a bad game last night. Matt Irwin, Jack Rathbone, jet Wu, Noah Juleson, as in particular, Juleson and Jet Wu. I mean, the Canucks' right side of their defense is in rough shape. But uh, Kyle, I, I, you don't have to tell the viewers whether you watched or not last night. That doesn't matter. But how did you feel after you saw that the Canucks lost their first game of the season, ten to nothing?
1: No, I'll be honest. I'm an honest person. I didn't watch the the preseason game. Okay, it is what it is. I'll watch more, but not the first one. Okay, it was a busy Sunday Sunday night, a busy Sunday morning. A lot of things going on in my life, and I saw the lineup, and I, I could predict the the result. You know, okay, how did I feel? I didn't feel away. way. I don't care. I don't care. But at the same time, I have seen this uh, sentiment out there, and I kind of like it too. You know, a lot of people are mad because there should be no excuses at the same time, right? Oh, they didn't ice the best lineup, and look at Calgary's lineup. It was uh, half full of NHLers. This was obvious. Like, there's, there's actually no excuse to lose 10 to nothing. I, I want to know. Let us know in the comments below. Did you see any players quit? I know Tockett said nobody played, n- n- none of the players quit. Yesterday, right? They were still, they were still competing. Uh, but they lost 10 to nothing. They, they couldn't, even at their best, they couldn't do it. Uh, but let us know in the comments below, did anyone quit? Because if anyone quit, then it would be a problem. And I'm hearing a lot of hate on a guy like Pod Colson because I think people are not necessarily saying he quit, but they wanted a lot more. And I think individually speaking, when you're playing a preseason game, right, and you look at the lineups, it could be intimidating. Like, oh, sh- oh crap, we're going to lose this game. What's the point? Dude, it's the preseason it's the it's the it's like the the few moments in sport where you can kind of bump up the ratio when it comes to team versus individual individuality, right? You can take some chances and find a way to stand out. And I think an easy way to stand out is to make sure you're competing no matter what the score score is because the game doesn't matter. The score doesn't the outcome doesn't matter. And I think you saw a couple a uh, brief moments from a guy like Hoglander, right? Laying the body doing his thing. Uh, that's a risky play. Straight up, you're laying the body, you do it like that, there's a chance the guy gets up and punches you in the face. You get what I'm saying? But he's doing it. Uh, what did Pod Colson do? It's uh it's a thing that I'm thinking about. And, and the whole preseason thing in general. Like I I I want to know too. I know I'm, not, I'm not, I know I'm throwing a lot at you. Touch on Paul Colson first, but I feel as if the preseason is really gonna matter for NHL teams and you know, on this side, the West Coast bias, the Canucks in general, they gotta make sure they're icing a, a lineup that has a majority of NHL players and for a team that has to get off to a good start, uh, maybe that's not the worst idea. And I know people are, are going to bring up, Oh man, what about the injuries? And uh, what about the wear and tear? And these games don't matter. Why would you play a lineup full of NHLers? Look, if you have two, let's say they played their top two lines yesterday, Patterson and Miller and their line mates, right? You don't got to play these guys for 25 minutes. You don't even got to play, play them for 20 minutes, play them for 12 minutes, 15 minutes like they do in the NFL, right? Mahomes is only playing a quarter for Kansas city in the preseason, but it allows players to get their reps in. And I think the more reps, the better, especially for the top players on this team, uh being you know such a top heavy team and needing their team, our team, the Vancouver Canucks, to get off to a good start. I want to see the top guys play a lot of games this preseason.
0: Look at that, man. You you kind of talked about how we should do Begsy versus Bowen. And I think we do have a little Begsy versus Bowen right here because look, it's the first preseason game. I, I don't think Pedersen and Miller. Need to be on the ice for the Canucks first preseason game. Like, they're going to get their reps in, they're going to play, mm-hmm. you know, their six preseason, game, preseason games. I imagine they'll play three of them, right?
1: But it's play five. Preseason. Play five. Why only three though? I, I don't think it only... matters because
0: you, you know Dude. what you're getting in Pedersen and Miller. Like, I think the main argument for doing that is to build confidence, which, sure, there's something to be said there. But the guys you want to evaluate were the guys that were in the lineup last night. And I think you want to see how guys handle adversity. And we got a, a taste of how some of those young guys handle adversity last night. A lot of them didn't handle it very well. But again, like for me, it's yeah. I can see the argument for putting the top guys in in terms of confidence building. But at the end of the day, like you, you want to analyze the guys who are on the roster bubble. You want to analyze the Hoglanders, the Pod Kolzens, the McWards, the Heroses, the Yulsens, the the Jet Woo's. These are the guys you want to see play games. Um, I like for for me, like get Patterson Miller in a couple of games towards the end of the preseason. But right now, to me, it doesn't really matter.
1: But don't you think it's a, a bit of a waste to like emphasize evaluation as your only uh analytic going into these early preseason games when you're lining up this roster compared to a roster that uh, Calgary lined, like you're going to lose, you're going to lose six, nothing. You're going to lose seven, nothing. Like you're not even giving those players a chance competitive guys. I know we say the score doesn't matter and it's hard to program these guys to think that way because they're the athletes, like give them a chance, give them, give them the chance in the moment when you're on the bench, you're not thinking about, you know, the things that I said, like the individuality you're thinking about the game. You're thinking about winning the game, like give them a chance so that they can kind of lean on that and not have to lean on the score that is so far fetched. Like, dude, playing a game when you're down six nothing, five nothing, four nothing after the first period, like dude, that that second and third period, it's even harder to get up to. Like, that, I th- I just feel as if when it comes from an evaluation standpoint, it's it's you're not really doing your best to really hone in on that stat or analyze that stat when again the game's. Gonna be over in the first period. Like I, I, look, there's five more preseason games left. I'm gonna say it right now. I want to see the top guys play for the Vancouver Canucks and at least four of them. I do. I do. And there's again, I'm not I'm not saying play these guys for 20 minutes. Playing for 12 minutes, 13 minutes. You want to see, you want to see how the other guys do? Play them for 26 minutes, 25 minutes, 24 minutes. Do it. They've done that before. They're still young Bucks. They do it, they might do it in the AHL. They did it in the CHL or whatever, wherever they played before. That's how they got drafted. That's how they got picked up. They were top guys. Give them that chance and evaluate them then. But when you're doing this and you're playing an AHL lineup against an NHL lineup, and it's early on. This is like the first preseason game. You, you haven't made roster cuts. This is how it is. But the rest of the way, I truly do believe the Canucks can really benefit a lot from kind of taking from the likes of the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, a team that's so top heavy, like the Vancouver Canucks, they need to get off, a, off to a good start. And the only way they're going to get off to a good start is if their top guys are warmed up. They need a lot of luck. And they need to, they need to be carried by their top guys,
0: yeah, and it's 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 an interesting debate too, because I think you saw both sides were right. The Calgary Flames mm-hmm. with a first year head coach went to play the top guys in the Canucks with the you know quasi first year head coach. Yeah I know we had a half season last year Went the opposite we were like, let's go evaluation mode here. um yeah, for for, for me, again, especially early in the preseason, you want to evaluate the bubble guys. like you know what you have in your top guys. I mean, it's it's a maybe about a confidence boost, but a, aside from that, um yeah even to, you look at patrick mahomes the chiefs like i know it's different in the nfl but they play a quarter and then they're done mm-hmm. they play 25 percent of the preseason tops mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we're talking about the canucks guys you know playing in half the game so um again let us know in the comments like what do you think the canucks should have done last night should they have had a better lineup given their guys a chance or did they hey, do the think, right thing by icing the lineup they iced
1: think about this and again we're we're pushing this first segment forward if you guys are listening or watching the show uh, we have rules to lock on connects and we always break them okay it's supposed to be 30 minutes or less but you know what west coast bias the people are going to hear us talk no matter what okay so the first segment's going to last a bit longer i'm going to ask you about pot coals in a minute again but think about this okay let's say you you dress your top guys you dress your top guys and you're only playing them 10 to 12 minutes a game but every time there's a power play you put them back on you warm them up you get what i'm saying? It's actually, I feel like I'm being a genius right now. I'm getting ahead of it. And again, for the third time, the Canucks out of any team in the NHL, based on their, 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 them being in cap hell, based on them playing here, there's, it's a pressure cooker, based on them having to impress Elias Pettersson, They got to get off to a good start. And maybe they shouldn't do things like everyone else does. You know, they got to find their own recipe. And I think they can get ahead of it by possibly doing this. And they're so top heavy. They're going to get, they're only going to find success if their top guys literally carry them. Their backs are going to hurt by the end of the year, and I, yeah. I just think they should be playing more games. Anyways, Pod yeah. Colson, uh, do you want to you want to touch on him because I- I'm a little mad at him. I'm not going to lie, but you know what? You're a dad, you're a dad, and I saw a tweet earlier saying that yo, give this guy a break, okay? He was a new dad in the summer. Uh, sleep is a big thing for human beings, but athletes in general, and he didn't get enough sleep. It's a real thing. Don't just give him give him a break. Uh, talk about Pod Colson.
0: All right. I'll say before we talk about pod calls well, and let's go talk about some individual players on the other side. You know, puck the preseason. I'm done with this segment. OK, <laughs> let's let's get to some individual players. But first, you know, there's no there's no pucking around with this. OK, Jace Medical. OK, everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected.
1: That's why Jace Medical, they
0: offered the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. It gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple, baby. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using the code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J A S C Medical.com.
1: People, people, before we get back to the show, baby, I got to tell you that new episodes of Locked On Canucks will be available wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all. Okay, new episodes every day. At 4.20 p.m., again, wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube, let's get back to the show. Okay, okay. We back. Locked on Canucks. Your Canucks every day. Trevor Beggs. Kyle Bowen. Talking, Talking about the thing we love the most. For real. The Vancouver Canucks. The first loves... Of our lives, outside of our dad's and mom, but Trevor, man, we didn't get to de- <laughs> we didn't get to decide who our moms or dad were, you know. So in theory, the Vancouver Canucks were our first choice, our first uh, selection when it came to uh, what else are we gonna love, devote our hearts to, and it was the blue and green. It was our city's team, and uh, I know we just lost ten nothing in a preseason game yesterday, but it was a good choice. Okay, but again, locked on Canucks, your Canucks every day. We're here forever uh begsy again i gotta ask you about pot Colson off the jump you're the dad father of the year well i guess second place father of the year in my life a lot of people not impressed with Pod Colson. i saw that tweet saying yo give this guy a break didn't get a lot of sleep he was being serious in his tweet okay didn't get a, didn't get a lot of sleep it's a new thing uh give him a break uh, are you giving uh a- any bit of a break to pot Colson? Uh, I know people were leaning on the fact that he may have this dad energy, but I think it kind of worked against him yesterday.
0: I'm giving him a break to an extent, but at the end of the day, like park holes this is a bit of a do or die season for him. Uh, so yeah, sure. Ooh. I give him a break for being a new dad. I mean, I, I get it. And, you know, I feel like I've had it fairly easy with my two kids, but I, I, I met another parent yesterday and just like hearing some of the things they went through with their newborn, like every newborn's a bit different. and And so I'm, I'm giving him a pass in that department. But at the end of the day, this is the fifth year since Pod Colson was drafted by the Canucks. The fifth season, I should say, since he was drafted by the Canucks in 2019. Pod Colson's got to make something happen this season. Uh, if he doesn't, it, it's going to look like a bust. It's going to look like a wasted pick. Um, and it, honestly, like through that first preseason game, he was one of the more disappointing players for me. I thought the two guys on his line, Jack Stadnika and, and Pius Suter, looked pretty good. I thought they carried Pod Colson. Uh, mm. again, t- 10-0 game, there's blah, 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 we already touched <laughs> on that, but I thought Jackson, Nika, had some scoring chances, uh, probably the two best scoring chances that Canucks had, Canucks had. I thought P U. Shooter so, showed some things in terms of determination to get the puck of his own end, like he kicked the puck out at one point, just anything to make it happen. Um So I thought Stanika and P U. Shooter, who played on Paul Colson's line, looked pretty good, and I thought Paul Colson didn't look sharp. Uh, he missed one of his reads, he let of walk in um, down the blue line at one point, so it was a rough game for Pod Colson, and you know it's it's unfortunate because we've talked about it. this guy had a big opportunity uh, at the beginning of camp playing with Miller and Besser. I talked about it in the summer being on a line with JT Miller as well. I think you and I both like that, um, but he's got to earn it, and he hasn't earned it so far. Um, mm-hmm. and, and to your point, I think at this point it's like I, I would give Pod Colson another shot, and I'd like to see him on a line with JT Miller for like two preseason games. And let's and let's see how it goes.
1: Yeah, and and there's that uh, J-Pat thing, right, that he always says, uh, do something, do something, do something. And in moments like that where you're fighting for a job and it's a privilege to play for the Vancouver Canucks and you're not just going to get it handed, you got to find moments in any type of scenario, especially a preseason game where your team's down, to just do something, to stand out. Like, again, I'm going to bring up the Hoaglander thing, and I know the other guy got hurt, but it was a hockey play. Hoaglander created a highlight. Pocket's mm. going to like that. Yeah, Going in on the four check, I guess a semi-four check, and just laying a guy out, doing the reverse hit. It's a highlight and a 10 nothing loss from a guy who's yeah. fighting for his spot, a guy that this franchise needs to reach his potential. And, and again, I'll bring it up. The, the score was lopsided, and this guy's risking possibly getting punched in the face after for doing that. No, seriously, it's the truth. Yeah, it's no, 100%. Truth.
0: And I think and, we look at Pod Colson as the guy who should be more physical, but last night it was Hooglander who stood up.
1: Just be engaged. Like, yo, dude, everyone's watching this game. Let let me see one gif or one little highlight with you doing something good. And there was not one of those things popping up on my screen.
0: Yeah. 100%. I'm being harsh right
1: now. I'm being harsh right now only because we need this guy. We need this guy to reach his potential. I think I think we're getting close to a scenario that I didn't want being the case. And eventually he's gonna be an NHLer, but Bro, I don't want this guy being a bottom six NHLer. You get what I'm saying? Like, once we squeeze him out, he's like a Chris Higgins. It's like, dude, not at number 11. Like, I talk about this so many times, right? We need to get lucky. We need to get lucky for us to really take leaps. We're talking about being one of the worst teams in hockey over the last 10 years. Now, you know, we've been talking for months like, yo, this is the year where we take a big step. It's an outlier season. Not an outlier season, but it's an anomaly that starts the chain of reaction. Like confidence, everything is going the Canucks way after the season. Uh, one thing that can make that a lot easier for a guy like Pod Colson making less than a million dollars is prominent for the Vancouver Canucks, thus giving them an option to have another prominent winger for years to come. And we need to see more. And I wonder how I'll short the leash is on him. Like, let's say he has one more invisible game. In the preseason, like what is he gonna be one of the f- like first batch of cuts through the f- first two cuts?
0: Yeah, and I mean it's easier to put Pod Colson down because he's not uh, waiver eligible. You can put stick him back in the minors. Um, again, a two-way contract doesn't have to go through waivers this season. So yeah, I could I could see that happening, right? He's gotta earn it, he's gotta earn a shot. You can't just put this guy in the lineup because the Canucks need young guys and they need potential. He's gotta earn a spot on this team. And you know, we're talking about Begsy's beauties here. If we're gonna do that here in segment two. <laughs> Uh, Like a guy like Jack Studnika, who has reportedly stood out over camp, talked glowingly about him. He got some compliments from his teammates at training camp for the shape he's in. I thought he looked pretty good last night for the most part. He was on the ice for a couple goals against. Uh, But he was one of the standout guys last night. And uh, I already talked about Pugh Suter. We talked a bit about Nils Hoglund. I think Atu Radu is another guy that stood out to me last Mm -hmm. night. Again, not perfect, but he looked quicker out there. Uh, And for a guy whose skating was an issue, I think that was nice to see. And then on defense, I kind of mentioned in the first segment here, but Colt McWard and Akito Hirose, they're the two... Are they the two youngest defensemen? Uh, maybe, no, I guess uh, Hirose is a bit older. But they were easily the best two defensemen last night. And mm-hmm. Colt McWard led the team in ice time, played twenty-two thirty-seven. 37 Hirose ranked third, playing twenty-one oh-seven. And I believe it was Hirose who was not on the ice for a goal against last night in a 10-0 saw, game.
1: You know, here's the thing, Trevor. I didn't watch the game, but I again, I'm addicted to this stuff. And and like I'm, I'm only going to correct you because I don't think it showed up on the stat sheet, but somebody... I think on Canucks Army, he tweeted out a GIF, and there was a goal scored by Calgary, and Hirose was on the ice.
0: Mm, anyway, so
1: somebody in Calgary doing the score sheets probably Akito's cousin, looking out for the dude. <laughs> no, yeah, but Tar- even if it was, but yeah. even if it was just one, even if it was just one, that's that's dope. Not uh, I to I think like, player, though
0: Akito Hirose and Cole McWard have looked polished since the beginning of Young Stars. And I thought that continued last night, just making smart plays up the ice. And honestly, they I think they look better by comparison because I thought the rest of the Canucks defense was really bad. In particular, Juleson and Jet Wu, like those two right side defensemen were, were not good last night. I know Matt mm-hmm. Irwin's also getting some love because uh, he fought and he's like, oh, he's going to play that tough guy role that Bur- now that Burrows <laughs> and Shen are gone. It's like you can't just have a guy on this team because he's willing to drop the gloves. Uh, to me, he was looking pretty shaky last night, too.
1: Man, oh man, ten nothing, and somehow you found some positives, man. We're gonna, we're gonna do that, man. We're gonna do that. We're gonna find a way to be positive up until uh, this team proves to be uh, similar to years, uh, years prior, like those versions of the Vancouver Canucks. So again, October, and November really, really matter. I want you to let us know in the comments. Do I sound like an idiot for suggesting that the Canucks should play their top players in every single preseason game prior to the start of the season, but do so strategically, or do I sound like a genius? Huh. For real, man. Do I sound like a genius, man? Locked on Canucks. You're Canucks every day. Trevor bags Kyle Bowen. You got any other notes on this ten nothing loss? Please say no, dude. Or else you're just a God no. Let's
0: get to the best part of the show, man. Comment <laughs> okay. quarter. Speaking of smart people, man, our commenters, okay. And I know yeah. you're gonna have a smart
1: comment picked out on the other side here on Locked On Canucks. People. Before we get back to the show, now I gotta tell you about a company. That is, uh, that is paying the bills for one of my friends, okay? Is that a, an unfortunate thing or a fortunate thing? It is what it is, okay? Snap it to NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports sportsbook. Uh, right now, new customers, yes, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Yo, I should have placed a $5 bet on Jordan Love, possibly winning the MVP this season. I know, that's a stretch, and I'm delusional, uh, but that's why I'm here on Locked on Canucks, okay? That's $200 in bonus bets. When you place a $5 bet, and get this, that $200 in bonus bets is guaranteed win or lose okay if you're thinking about joining FanDuel there's no better place to get in on the action than again FanDuel the app is easy to use Uh, there's a wide range of betting options including spreads player props over unders and more so visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season that's FanDuel.com slash locked on and man oh man Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers They matter almost just as much as your Vancouver Canucks. Let's get back to the show. Okay, okay, we back on Locked on Canucks, your Canucks, every day, Monday to Friday at 4.20 p.m. You can catch us on YouTube and wherever you stream your podcast. uh, Leave us a review and subscribe, yo. Subscribe. Christmas is coming up. I want to buy my mom a $25 gift card to Tim Hortons. Okay? It's just the truth. Begsy, man. As always, man. Third segment coming up. But beforehand, instead of talking to the strangers, I know there are people, our commenters, but I haven't met them in person, okay? And we dedicate this part of the show to them. I also got to dedicate uh, this portion of the show to you and ask you the question. uh, One of the most important questions you can ask somebody you love. How you doing, man?
0: yeah honestly man life's always good man life's always good i think uh for me over the weekend a bit sad uh two of our best friends are moving away from beautiful vancouver back to calgary Mm -hmm. and uh also been doing some car shopping so you know if uh, you're a car guy hit me up in the comments would you buy a car with the rebuilt title that's what i want to know from the commenters okay i'm looking in the used market okay trying to save a few bucks
1: wow there you go man i like that comment and uh, again you're you're the family man maybe drive maybe get in a minivan maybe pot colson has a minivan and uh you you, during (laughs) the break during the break it wasn't recording you brought up how uh uh, players have different motivations and i brought up the fact how how it should be impossible that Jack Stanika outperforms pot colson in any preseason game good for him but is it good for us i don't know and then again you brought up the whole point like oh other people have different motivations I'm going to bring up the, the child thing again. It's, it's, it's different, bro. Be the young father. You know, you get the, the biggest blessing in life. Like hockey seems a lot smaller tying in. I'm kind of connecting the two. And maybe that's why he's having a bit of a slow start to the preseason and training camp. Am I just giving this guy the benefit of the doubt again? Or like, I guess the better question would be like, what advice would you give him? Yo, kids don't matter, bro. <laughs> it's about the boys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think for Pod Coles, yeah, that's like, in terms of being a father and playing hockey, that's a good question. I think it's... Y- y- you got to support your family and take care of your family, right? And, Ooh. you know, for Pod Coles and the best way to set up his kids for the future is to be an impact in NHL or maximize Ooh. his potential income, you know? <laughs> I think that way for my family too, right? Uh, like, I- I'm trying to make as much money as possible. That's why, you know, hopefully we're making the big bucks here at Locked On Canucks in due time, but uh, we got to keep bringing it for the people if we're going to do that, right, Kyle?
1: Dude, of course, man. We got to do that or... Start selling bottles. The hustle's real, yeah. man. are yeah, all right around right. us, man. For real. It is what it is. Okay, Comic Corner coming up in what? 3, 2, 1 on Lockdown Canucks.
0: Welcome to Comic Corner, powered by paraphrasing.
1: Today's comment comes from our friend Rod. Hey, brother, as long as Bettman is the commissioner, no Canadian team is winning the cup. Not even the Surrey Jacks. Uh, Trevor, I-, I barely see this comment below in our comment section but it's been circling around for nearly uh three decades as a hockey fan okay Canada's never getting the cup Gary Bettman's the commissioner he doesn't want that I don't believe this I just feel as if Canada's like we've been close to being good enough but realistically speaking year in and year out we're just not good enough to win a cup it's not Gary Bettman it's just we haven't done it yet and well haven't done it in 30 years
0: yeah, I, I as much as I'm not a Batman fan, I, I think there's a good chance that uh Canadian team does not win a couple of Batman's commissioner. Whoa. Well I don't really I don't think it's really because of Batman. Batman, I believe, doesn't want it to happen. Uh but I'm not really buying to like some conspiracy theory, you know. But I, I will say this, I think the pressures of playing in the Canadian market are a real thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I do think that gets to some players sometimes. Ooh. You know, we even guys like Ryan O'Reilly just left Toronto, and you know, a guy like Paul Curry didn't want to play for the Vancouver Canucks because of the pressure, right? So it's definitely a different beast to play in Canada. But that being said, I mean, I don't know. We see Canadian teams win the cup before, it is not in the social media era. So I don't know, man. It is it is a it is a different time. It is a different time. There's a lot of different pressures playing up here in Canada. You know, you, you look at past cup champions like Chicago, Boston, uh, LA, like those are all you know, pretty big cities, big markets, but they're not like hockey isn't the number one thing. Right. So or the
1: only thing, you know, yeah. Or the only thing. Saying. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I could see the you no know, K team winning the couple of MS commissioner. I could see that being a possibility.
1: Oh, okay. Now I'm going to connect uh, your answer to the Vancouver Canucks and the current situation with Elias Patterson. Okay. And maybe we'll touch on this throughout the week. I did touch on this on my network all week with Kyle Bowen uh, via your voicemail uh, on my show, the morning practice. I said a lot there, but just go follow me on Instagram. It'll all make sense. Okay. Uh, the vancouver canucks last week they opened up training camp and obviously the first question that was going to be asked to Elias petterson well not the first question but one of the first uh, rounds of questions was going to include uh anything contract related all right i think farhan and jpat they peppered him just a bit because they got to communicate for the people right they got to be the bridge for the people and the team i get it but i think that's the last time any media member should ask petterson about the contract vancouver he's going to be asked about this toronto montreal maybe whatever right but he gave us the answer that he's always going to give and i don't feel as if we're doing ourselves any favors if we think about asking him that question sometime in november sometime in the middle of november like oh how's the contract going you know any any update on the contract dude just leave it because you brought up the whole pressure thing and it's a pressure thing sure and maybe these players have to be quote unquote tougher but dude Just make it more fun for them and enjoyable and less stressful. And he's not going to give us a new answer. He's not going to give us a new answer. He even said, uh, he said something that I don't really agree with completely. Like he said, uh, Oh, you guys make it a distraction. Not me. Like I'm not distracted when it's like, dude, come on, man, you're on a train with Elliot Friedman and you dropped it. You got what I'm saying? Like Patterson, relax, buddy. But I think Vancouver media members, like as a fan first, I, I do this show, but I'm a fan. Okay. I know I'm a I'm a sane fan. He's not going to give another answer. It's always going to be yeah. the same answer. So let's make it easier for him. Do you agree, or am I just being too nice to Patterson?
0: Uh, I agree that there's not really a huge benefit to doing so. That being said, I think everyone has their own agenda, right? Like,
1: dude, he's I, our I, meal I, ticket, though, man. Like, Patterson is going to make, yeah, uh, like reporters a little bit more money. You know, the economy is going to go up. This guy sticks around and gets us more devs, potentially. Like, we're not going to get another player like this guy in a long time. Let's just do our best to keep him happy because the more and more like I see him snark it's like oh is this going to be a Matthew Kachuk scenario like this guy's going to put up 110 points and Canucks are going to win a round but he's still going to be like dude I don't want to play anymore like yeah
0: you you make great points and I do agree with you I'm just going to play devil's advocate for one second before we get out of here and, you know we we live in a click-based society right so guys at media outlets and I brought this example up before there's one particular Vancouver Canucks media member who always asks the weird awkward tough question and I think he was one of the guys to ask question, a Pedersen question about his contract. And it's like, you get these snarky answers, but they're good clips. They're good quotes, and they do well online, right? So... You know, media outlets are competing against each other, right? And that's part of the reason why it's a dirty game sometimes. I agree. Lee Pedersen alone, there's no need and benefit to ask the question. But I think it's going to happen at some point, especially if the Canucks are losing games. But that's not going to matter because the Canucks are going to start off hot and it ain't going to matter, baby. Okay,
1: let's go. Put it out there. Put it out, to- out there. And I get it, too. I get the whole clickbait thing, but you always got to, again, you're, you work in the financial industry. Okay. It's long-term versus short-term always. Right. Mm-hmm. And Patterson being a member of the Vancouver Canucks is good for us all. Yeah. It's it's good for 100%. us all. Like, okay. Calgary got a lot for Matthew Kachuk, but you don't, I put Kachuk and Patterson in the same tier. Like you don't find guys like that. You don't yeah. find guys like that. I know 24 is like 24 is a new 32 or 33. Like he's getting quite, a, he's getting quite up in age. Oh, like he's already old. He's played in the league for six years. Like relax, yo. This guy's going to be a gamer for a long time. We need Patterson to stay. We need Patterson to stay. It's a big thing for all of us. So just make it a little easier. I'm not going to say that he's going to sign with Vancouver because the media stopped asking him a question and it was lighter. That's not going to be his equation. Like, oh, like, uh, they, they, they. you know what I'm saying? But just make it a little easier and we're not getting a different answer. So the fans don't really need that question to be asked. Okay. Anyways, locked on Canucks, your Canucks every day. I got to get out of here. Trevor bags, <laughs> you got to pay the bills. You got to get the F out of here. Uh, subscribe, like comment, and uh, welcome to all the new subscribers for real. Thanks for joining us. Uh, your team every day. We're uh, We're we're just out here talking ish Monday to Friday at 4:20 PM every Monday to Friday. I think I said that twice. Uh, let me get out of here. Trevor sign us out.
0: Let's go baby. Shout out to those new subscribers. Shout out to the everydayers, the occasional listeners. And if this is your first time listening, a welcome baby. Let's hope it's a good season at Lockdown Canucks to listen to. We'll make it good no matter what the Canucks do, okay? Coming up later this week, I want to dive a little deeper into the training camp battles as we get closer to cut season, okay? Which defenseman is going to make the team? There's pretty much five guys locked in. There's one spot for a sixth guy. I gave some hits earlier today, but there's some other guys too. We're also going to touch on the Canucks' other preseason games. I'm going to tell you everything that's happened in terms of roster decisions, the games itself. That's all coming up on Locked On Canucks. But for now, I'm Trevor Biggs. That guy's Cal Bowen. And we appreciate the heck out of you for tuning in to this episode of Locked On Canucks.